Hey guys, welcome to the Clean Simple Free Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Fox. Thanks so much for tuning in to yet another episode. This week's topic is all about hustle culture, what it is, why it's toxic, and how we can veer away from it before it starts to negatively impact our productivity and our mental health. You don't want to miss this one, so stick around. A lot of times when we read articles or listen to podcasts about intentional living, they're all about optimizing our lives to be better and teaching us to live better and to do more. How can I be more productive? How can I tackle more items on my to-do list? How can I make the most of the 24 hours in my day? All of these suggestions are positive and helpful ones. Who wouldn't want to be more productive? However, it can be easy to sometimes feel pressured by societal or even self-imposed standards to make sure that we're always doing more, that we're being productive enough, that our weekends are exciting and interesting enough. But it's also important to recognize when we need to take the time to slow down. Like many of you would probably agree, I love the feeling of accomplishment I get by having an ultra-productive day. It feels so good when I can sit down at the very end of a day and think, Wow, I worked hard, my house is spotless, I knocked all these projects and errands off my to-do list, I was so productive today. Sometimes, though, I place a lot of pressure on myself to not only do just as much the next day, but I try and top it. So if I checked 10 things off my task list, I think, well, I'd love to tick off 11 things tomorrow. It's almost like I try to outdo myself, and while I think striving to make every day productive is a positive thing, keeping up this kind of pace every single day without balance is a quick path to burnout. If you have an extremely productive day, followed by either a day to rest and recharge, or even just a normal, moderately accomplished day, it doesn't mean you've failed or that you're losing steam, and I think that we can place too much importance on the amount of tasks we can cram into a day. There's a quote by David Allen that says, you can do anything, but not everything. David Allen is a productivity consultant, author, and the creator of the getting things done time management method. This quote has come up a lot in my life recently. It's one that I posted to my Instagram, and then it was brought up again a few weeks later in episode 80 when I was interviewing Angie Ringler. And because it's been mentioned a few times recently, I've been thinking about that quote a lot in the context of hustle culture and the whole respect the grind mentality. In case you missed it, hustle culture, also known as grind culture or burnout culture, refers to prioritizing working longer and longer hours and giving up more and more free time in pursuit of professional goals. It's a mentality where you sacrifice your hobbies, personal relationships, and free time in order to get ahead in your career. This is a mindset that isn't just limited to career goals, but that can be applied to our personal lives as well. So this can apply to taking on too much in terms of weekend plans, social activities, and things like that. There's a website called Headversity that focuses on mental health as it relates to the workplace. They do a good job of highlighting what hustle culture looks like in this paragraph. Quote, your alarm rings and you wake up. First thing, check your phone. You go to the bathroom, then recheck your phone. Then you eat breakfast while bolting out the door and simultaneously scrolling through emails. When you finally make it to work, you scarf down meals in between meetings. When you finally finish work, it still follows you home. You continue to check and respond to emails while watching Netflix and talking to your family. Finally, fall asleep despite all the blue light, 
The next day, repeat. Does this sound familiar? It sounds pretty exhausting to me. This toxic cycle is called hustle culture, the societal standard that you must exert yourself at 110% capacity to succeed. Hustle culture works day in and day out, pushing to maximize all 1,440 minutes in every day. You don't stop when you're tired, you stop when you're done. And throughout all of this, you must embrace the facade that you absolutely love what you do, no matter the pain it may cause." End quote. When I worked retail, I had a boss who encapsulated this mindset perfectly. I remember watching her bustle around the store and talk about how she never had time for a break and brag about how she had been at the store for over 12 hours that day. She was often the first one to open things up in the morning and the last one to leave. Her husband and kids would frequently stop by to try to pick her up and take her out to dinner and she'd say, oh, I can't leave. I have way too much to do here. At first glance, it might sound like my former boss was simply overworked, but the truth is, many days, the assistant managers on staff would be telling her, hey, go take your break, we've got this, or go home, everything's taken care of, we're fully staffed, go enjoy dinner with your family. They would try to tell her that they had everything under control, but she would regularly brush them off as if the business really couldn't carry on without her. And it seemed like she enjoyed feeling like she had to keep working long shifts and skipping breaks and missing out on time with her family in order to be applauded as a good worker. This was back before hustle culture was a buzzword, and my coworkers and I would talk about how toxic it seemed, and we'd kind of be like, who is she doing this for? This kind of toxic hustle mentality is not healthy, yet it's often glamorized. I think we can all think of examples we've seen like this, or maybe we've even been guilty of participating in this mindset that we just have to keep going and going in order to be perceived as a go-getter. There's a fantastic article on goodhousekeeping.com that discusses the toxicity of hustle culture. There's a link to the transcript of this episode in the show notes. I would highly recommend reading the full article at your leisure, but I want to read some excerpts to you now. Quote, Fundamentally, hustle culture is about work dominating your time in such an unnatural way that we have no time to live our lives, says Joe Ryle, the director of the four-day week campaign, meaning it's a lifestyle where career has become such a priority in your life or the environment that you work in that other aspects of being human, such as hobbies, family time, and self-care, often take a back seat. Proponents of hustle culture will tell you that busier always equals better, and that constant busyness will always lead to more money, prestige, happiness, and high self-esteem. In certain workspaces, overworking is expected, applauded, and sometimes incentivized with promotions or raises. The pressure can be so intense that experts have even found that many people will say they've worked more hours than they actually logged to appear to be the ideal employee which Aaron Reed, an associate professor at McMaster's University's DeGroote School of Business, defines as being fully devoted to and available for the job with no personal responsibilities or interests that interfere with this commitment to work. While hustle culture glorifies overworking as a badge of honor, it often sets up an environment of fear, guilt, and shame, especially when you don't feel like running at the same pace as everyone around you, according to Nicole Kamek, PhD, a clinical psychologist and the CEO of Black Mental Wellness. You become an outsider, so to speak, she says. You're not being a team player or you're not caring, like everyone's doing more, so you should do more. 
And yet on TV, we are constantly being fed celebratory stories of people who sacrifice parts of their lives to do a lot of things, she adds. Take the supermom archetype, for example, who can somehow cook, clean, raise the perfect family, train for the upcoming marathon, and manage a successful business without breaking much of a sweat, or so it seems. Social media can amplify this aspect of hustle culture since it encourages us to compare our lives to the seeming perfection of the lives of others, says Kamek. It can make you feel like maybe this life I'm creating isn't enough because everyone else has so much going on, end quote. To paraphrase, we don't have to come home from work feeling exhausted in order to feel like we've done a good job that day. We don't have to sacrifice a work-life balance in order to be considered a good employee, and we don't have to stretch ourselves thin in order to be valued. It's time for a quick break for a word from our sponsors. And welcome back to the episode. Let's talk about hustle culture in terms of our social lives, because this topic isn't just limited to our careers. Recently, I was catching up with a friend on the phone, and she was telling me about all the new responsibilities that came with a promotion she had received at work. Her boyfriend was also working hard. He was training at a new job, and both of them happened to have coworkers that were out sick, and she was talking about how all they wanted to do that weekend was mostly stay in, and maybe take the dogs to the dog park. And she asked me if I thought that was okay. Basically, she was bouncing the idea off of me of having a quiet weekend in, and I got the sense that she was trying to justify not having more exciting weekend plans. And this was interesting for me because I was struggling with the same exact thing. And I feel like a lot of us also judge ourselves based on what we do with our free time. I feel that this is an important point to bring up because on this podcast, I do emphasize the importance of intentional living and making sure that you're doing the things that you want to do, but it's also important to realize it's okay to slow down. A few weeks ago, my fiance and I were talking about how stressed we both were. His job has been extremely stressful. We've been planning our wedding. We've both just generally been really busy and we felt like we wanted to stay close to home take care of some errands, and maybe go out for coffee. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a perfectly valid weekend. However, it's easy to feel that compared to what we could be doing, or compared to some of our past weekend adventures, that staying in for a change can be boring. In general, we love going out on the weekends. I like to keep a running list in my planner of fun events that are going on in our city, so we always have the option of doing something fun. This is something I started doing post-lockdown because as I'm sure you guys are all familiar with, we both got so stir-crazy with everything being closed up and him working from home that I decided when restrictions loosened, I did not want to take the opportunity to go out on the weekends for granted. But just because I'm signed up to email blasts and Instagram alerts for art gallery openings and concerts and events, it doesn't mean I always have to attend every single event. Sometimes, if we're tired or overworked, it just sounds really good to stay in on a weekend, or to just grab lunch and walk around at a park. There doesn't always have to be some big, elaborate event schedule planned, and no one but me is holding myself accountable to do anything on the weekends. It's not like the followers on my personal social media are going to be like, oh wow, Ashley had a lame weekend. (laughs) That is not a realistic thought to have. But I feel that sometimes we can get caught up in the work hard, play hard, always be grinding mindset. 
The compulsion to feel that we are always doing as much as possible, whether personally or professionally, is extremely prevalent and extremely toxic. So for whoever needs to hear it this week, I am giving you permission to minimize your commitments. Even with something like decluttering, it's okay if you're not done organizing every single space in your home. It's okay if there are some fix-it projects left unfinished, or if you haven't started meditating or journaling, or if you still need to Marie Kondo your closet. Life is so full of lots of different things we need to accomplish and want to spend our time on. The key to combating hustle culture is balance. There are some great tips on finding a better balance from a website called In Her Sight. It's a platform that focuses primarily on bettering workplaces for women. And this is from an article on why hustle culture is toxic. Quote, Research shows that ironically, working too much decreases productivity by 68% in employees, and entrepreneurs are at higher risk to receive mental health diagnoses that indicate burnout. Hustle culture requires that you keep going despite prolonged stress and exhaustion, which is then rewarded with praise and props from other hustlers. This culture does not openly praise folks who make their self-care a priority, and without the messaging that self-care is key to growth on all levels, the energy-depleting behaviors continue, and the fast-paced lifestyle gets further perpetuated. We can't let go of hustle culture and embrace working in a sustainable way until we're self-aware of the importance of mental health and self-care in the first place. So many people have neither had role models nor teachers to educate them on the importance of mental wellness. A quick online search can serve as a simple start to learning more about mental wellness, but the real work begins when someone can check in with themselves about what they need mentally, emotionally, physically, and even spiritually, and take targeted action steps. Recognize the hustle and change your mindset. If you feel like you're overworked and overwhelmed, take some time to shift your mindset to prioritize yourself and your needs over prioritizing work with no rest. You should never feel guilty for taking breaks. Figure out what's important to you in life. Writer and brand coach Celine DaCosta says, in a world that is inundated with distractions, busyness, and addiction to hustling, there is merit in taking a step back and looking at the big picture. Ask yourself what your motivations and goals are in your life and career. What does success look like to you outside of a 40 hour plus work week? Start setting boundaries. There will always be more work you can do, but everyone needs time away from work in order to recharge. After you've figured out what's important to you, whether it's being able to eat dinner with family every night or having enough time to read before bed, start setting boundaries with yourself and your boss on when you're available to work after normal hours. Consult a life coach, mental health counselor, or therapist. If you're struggling with anxiety, depression, or burnout from your job, consider talking to a professional. Once you get to the root of the issue, you'll be able to better move past hustling. End quote. We all want to work hard and feel proud of how much we've accomplished, whether it's being hard workers at our jobs, having a full and active social life, or succeeding at personal projects. It is good to want to feel that we're living our lives to the fullest. But in a culture where never taking a break becomes a competition that leads to burnout or a poor quality of life or mental health issues, it's important to recognize when we need to give ourselves a break. 
I think we can all benefit from focusing on finding balance and minimizing unnecessary expectations that we place on ourselves in order to live up to an arbitrary standard of staying busy for the sake of the grind. That wraps up this week's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to drop a line with comments, questions, or just say hi, you can reach me by email at clean.simple.free at gmail.com or reach me on Instagram. Send me a DM at clean.simple.free. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for showing your support by tuning in week after week to listen to new episodes. If you'd like to take that support a step further by donating to the podcast, you can click the link in the show notes that says support this podcast and sign up for a 99 cent per month donation. It really helps to improve the show over time and it really means a lot to me. That's going to do it. I hope everyone has a peaceful and productive week. And remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when life is simplified, your mind will feel free. I'll see you next time.